Hi, I'm Judy Carter, and this is the Power of Purpose podcast, where we explore how to live a purposeful life and how creative people like yourself can make a living doing what you love doing. Mm. And I'm here with Jason Medbury. How's it going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> it's going. It's, we're, we're, we're going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jason, this was, you had an idea about a, a, a this podcast. Mm-hmm. and Because I hadn't heard this term Killing your darlings. Yep, kill your darlings. Kill your darlings. Mm-hmm. This is not about... Um, yeah, murdering your spouse. Or no, something no, like that. no, okay. It's not about that, you know. In a uh, way it is, though, yeah, it's it from can what be. you told me. Be. So so the, the phrase, kill your darlings, uh, I don't know what creative medium it comes out of. I've always heard it when it comes to writing. Uh, but killing your darlings is when there's something that you really, 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 really like, but you can't use it or you have to cut it, or you have to get rid of it, because it doesn't serve the overall piece you're working on. Uh, And it's one of those skills that, and it's funny that you didn't know what that meant, because you're so good at it, as a professional, to be able to go, all right, I really like this bit, but it doesn't serve the piece, it doesn't move the story along, it doesn't serve my audience. So even though it means a lot to me, whoop, out it goes, and it needs to go, and you know, it needs to be killed off. And so many amateurs, uh, you know, and not not belittling people who have not made any money doing creative work, but so many people who struggle so hard lack that skill. And it is a skill. It is a muscle that you have to work so that you are prepared when you start working professionally for pay usually for other people, to be able to take a note, to take a criticism, to take a section, a whole piece, and go, well, that can't be in here, and out it goes. And, oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, I, how many writing teams have fallen apart because someone's like, no, we have to put this in, and if we don't, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes, this is, you know, I have integrity, mm. and I have to honor yeah. my creative vision and this has to go in i have when i taught stand-up you saw this happen constantly mm. where this story is so funny and i have to tell it um no it's it's gonna bomb no yeah. it's not and i'm going to tell this story and it's really funny and it's really really funny and of course it inevitably ends with them Finishing the story to dead silence and them saying, well, um, I guess you had to be there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I guess you, I had, guess you had to, to be, be there. there. That is a carnal sin of the professional. If you have to go, well, I guess you had to be there, then it probably shouldn't be in there. <laughs> you know, and, and, and a lot of, I, I always have this belief that there are probably way greater talented people who are not working versus the amount of talented people who are working because really, really talented, amazing people have the hardest time with this because they can't change that vision or sculpt it or adjust it based on some sort of outside perspective because everything they do is gold. Everything they do is amazing. Oh, we've seen that on open mics. Yeah. (laughs) Where they're bombing, nobody likes them. And yet they come off stage going, well, that was great. Yeah. Like, they, <laughs> they hear the yeah. laughs Well, that, their that's own a little ad. bit leaning more into the delusional kind of thing. What I'm talking about is more along somebody who, you, they can't work with anybody. They can never be hired. They can never take pay because they can't 
take notes. They can't take criticism. They can't take a higher level view and see how something's actually going to work outside of their own personal desires. And I think what happens is, is you get so emotionally attached, especially because, I mean, you just finished a one person show and I'm sure there were a lot of sections in there where you were like, oh, I would really love to tell this part. I would really love to dive deep into this, but I'm just, but that's not going to serve what I ultimately am trying to do with this. Even though to me, like when I think about it, I I get teary eyed or when I think about it, I laugh out loud, but it just doesn't fit. So it's got to go. Well, yeah. You know, it's really knowing what a story is all about Mm. and who you're writing it for, your audience. So I was commissioned to write a piece for a Jewish group mm-hmm. and, and looking at my um, my life. And since I'm so old now, I had a lot of material to choose from. <laughs> There's so many aspects of my life. And then when I look at my life, I went, wow, I've, I've led such an interesting life. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know filled with all the things that make a good show celebrities yep. and sex and turmoil and drama <laughs> turmoil and, and drama and a lot of comedy and a lot of characters but i had and some things i really wanted in there but i had to constantly ask myself is that story for you know this scene or this piece for this story mm-hmm. does it move the story forward and is it for this audience? Yeah. And what I have to remind myself about what I realized is, you know what? I'll put that in the book version or the memoir mm. version. Because yeah. then what you learn is that, um, of course, you have aspects of time that you have mm. to be con- like this. It's like the eye doctor, this or that, mm-hmm. which is better. Pick yeah. one. <laughs> Like, you know, people who can't pick one, they're going to have a hard time writing, yep. right? Well, they both look good. Yeah, exactly. No, it doesn't work that way, this or that. Mm-hmm. And so you have to really ask yourself is, what am I leading to in the story? Mm-hmm. What is the audience going like? The audience has to constantly to stay in their seats and be entertained, ask themselves this one question. Oh, I wonder what's going to happen. Mm. Now, if you're just going on about events in your life and telling them because they're important for you to tell, but they don't move either a joke forward or the story forward or have something to do with something Mm. or lead to the laugh uh, or lead to the point or lead to the big climatic scene, um, I have learned to let go of them. And it's so painful. Sometimes it's like cutting off an arm. But what helps me is to go... Oh, I'll put it in this piece. Well, that's in this case, you're not actually killing your darling. You're not saying, well, I'll never use that idea again. You're saying, this is a cool idea, a cool thing. It doesn't work here, but I can back pocket it and use it at another point. Or if I do an extended thing. Yeah, there's nothing that says that you won't write another show, you know, and that then all those things that you couldn't include, you know, you can include in that one. That's what I realized is that. We all have so many things inside of ourselves when you dig down, and they could be used in another show. Another thing is, and a lot of professional comedy writers know this, who also perform, go, oh, this is a great Chris Rock joke. I'll I'll sell it to him. Oh, Right? Like, this this really doesn't work for my brand, my persona. Mm. 
you know. Um, so even if it's something you really like, it could be something that doesn't serve you, doesn't work for you, and you may have to, you know, sell it off to somebody else because it, yeah. will, it will serve them, you know? Yeah, it's just a lot of comics will do that. Mm-hmm. We'll go, oh, this is a great joke, but... You know, it's nasty and I have more of a clean persona. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work for me. Yep. And and you sell it to someone else. <clears throat> or you write, a, you're a guy and you write a joke, great joke. But a woman would, a female comic would be better. I'll sell this to Sarah Sil- Silverman. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Sarah buys jokes. But um, I do know that most comics will do that. And yep. they'll find a joke just, mm, no, doesn't serve my persona Mm -hmm. so there's not only like serving um the story or serving the joke but it's also serving who you are yeah and and so i mean that's two great things right there one you're not killing it you're burying it you're using it you're back there sticking it in the file cabinet for later or two it may not be the thing that works for you but may work for somebody else so you may want to sell it off i think another aspect that you can go for as well is you know, and we've talked about this before is sometimes the reason people can't kill their darlings is because they're so close to it emotionally and mentally. And they think that, you know, as you commented earlier, it's like, I have integrity and I have to do this. And if you're writing from that sort of place so personally, and that's what gets you going, I often recommend to people do have some sort of artistic thing that you do that is just for you. You know, explore that for that thing that you want to do. That isn't a part of your career. That isn't a part of a deadline you have to hit for a client. That isn't a part of that. You can put it in that space. You don't, you know, I see this a lot with uh, especially creative artists who are in like design or production and things like that. They have to learn to kill their darlings because they have to hit a deadline. You know, there's a date on the calendar and yes, there's this thing I would really like to do and it would take this much more work and this much more money and this much more this or that, but it's due on Friday and I don't have that time. So a professional will go, well, you know, out it goes back pocket, sell it to somebody else, some other thing. But since that deadline is coming on Friday, I have to deliver. So out that stuff goes. The amateur goes, well, they'll just have to wait because I want it to be good. And if you've ever worked for somebody, no, especially on creative sense, that that does not work. And that's the easiest way to stop earning money. (laughs) Right. And, you know, we don't, we creative people um, might work alone or work with a partner, Mm -hmm. but it ends up, it's always about teams Mm -hmm. you know it really does and you mentioned feedback Mm -hmm. and so what I found is I am always sending my material to somebody I trust Mm -hmm. and I have to tell you that's the best way to let go of your little or kill your little darlings because I was doing my piece and I sent it off to my friend and she went like oh no Mm. I you can't and I have a when I do my one person show I have a sister who's disabled and has a rather traumatic story a very dramatic story and a very like heart-wrenching story mm-hmm. and she goes you can't put this here and I go no no it has to be people have to know her they have to know where I'm coming from mm-hmm. uh and she goes well you'll alienate the audience. They have to get to know you first. You need to be lighthearted. And her comment actually was, in this case, rather um, than killing my darling, Mm -hmm. was relocating it. And then it ended up to be great because I could tease it. I could tease what happened. Mm -hmm. 
And then it all led to this huge dramatic scene. Yeah. But by the time I got to that dramatic scene, they had been laughing and entertained, enjoyed themselves, and now like, <gasps> bam. Oh, and yeah. now everything makes got sense. through the armor a little so bit. So my suggestion to everybody is no matter how personal a work is, is to get feedback from, you know, someone you trust or have a reading of it. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody is in any place can rent a theater mm-hmm. or just have invite people just over a rehearsal to, space a yeah. rehearsal space invite people to your living room mm-hmm. and um and have a reading of what you've done and have an honest discussion about it afterwards mm-hmm. and listen to the feedback because if more than a couple people say the same thing kill your darlings yeah, absolutely and I think one of the the other issues that people have with it as well is they start putting their opinion into their audience's head without any knowledge, you know, like, uh, you know, as the phrase goes, you got, let's get this up on, on its feet, you know, let's get it up on its feet in front of people and see how it goes. If you think that every comic who's gotten up on stage wrote the joke one way, said it, it landed perfectly and they just went check next. That's not, you know, no, no, no. You know, your darling may need a lot of makeover work as well. So, you know, I want to make sure we get all these steps in there. So we talked about, you know, you could, you could, you know, hide it away. You could sell it to somebody else. You could relocate it. I love that. You know, it it may be right. It's just in the wrong place. place. You know, changing the syntax is really good. And the wrong audience. And the wrong audience. Like well. if you have something, I, I did a, a wonderful character piece and I did it in the, uh, you know, comedy store and it was the wrong place for it. Mm. I ended up, you know, putting it into a theater piece mm. and it really worked really well. So, you know, you can't do stories when you're doing stand up. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, though you can't do stand up in a story place, mm-hmm. but you just got to, you know, be in tune with other people and listen to their feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So feedback, of course, being the next step, get it up, get it in front of people, make it live and be open to that response from people, uh, you know, <laughs> Now, there are some things that you are going to have to stand by because if you change it, it doesn't make any sense or things like that. And that's always going to be with any creative what it's going to be. But you also have to be open to pull out that gun and kill your dog. You have to be open to the kill idea it. that this is something that go. you go. do. Yeah. And sometimes it's something that gets a big laugh. Mm-hmm. That Indian accent when you do the 7-Eleven joke. Mm-hmm. But it's hack. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the other thing too is like you may need to kill it because it's just inappropriate. Like it just doesn't like, yes, in certain groups it kills in other groups it doesn't. But if it's not that big of a deal, well then I guess in that case, it's not really a darling at that point. If it's something that you don't really care about. Yeah. You can cut and move stuff around. Yeah. But some people like, you know, they have, they have a joke and it's about a gay guy and Mm -hmm. they do the effeminate accent and everybody in their little hometown, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, loves it in where you know in Kansas, mm-hmm. and you come out to LA, and it's like, uh, you're a homophobe, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? You're a hack, cut yeah. it exactly, yeah. And, and you just even though you love it, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta let you gotta go. take it out, you gotta, gotta take that feedback, mm-hmm. you gotta Kill take it, it out behind the barn and, and shoot it, shoot it, mm-hmm. dead. Uh, so, one thing we have not done for it is give people some an exercise, uh, just, just something to do, and I think one. 
one habit that's really good to get into is is like I, we've talked about this before is the brain dump where you just dump all your ideas onto the sheet of right. paper. That is one of the best ways to start building up that muscle of killing your darlings. Because if you just vomit on the page with all your ideas and all your stuff, you can't do everything on the whiteboard. It's just not going to no. work. It's going to fall apart. No, that's right. So if you just did, like, let's say you have a new creative endeavor, a new creative idea, some some new thing you want to work on, brain dump it out and then see how much of it you can cut out to just get to the core, you know, practice cutting stuff, practice removing things, practice, you know, you don't always have to do it. You don't want to be someone who's just, I, everything I do, I just cut out all the no, juicy stuff No, that's out. why in the Comedy Bible Workbook, mm -hmm. we have, uh, we have like many sections. First section is morning writings, write every single morning without stopping, mm -hmm. brain dump, get out all the raw sewage of your life, mm. all the ideas of the day, get it out. Then that goes to jokes and progress by yeah. topic. So you have maybe 10 topics, you write all these jokes and progress, and then it goes to polished jokes. Mm. So it goes through this, this filter, and then it goes into my set list, mm -hmm. which is now you've got like that one word that reflects back to the polished jokes. So you could so, also start with, you know, a 10 page idea that turns into a one sentence joke at the end. Oh, yeah. As Seinfeld said, I once worked on a like a two sentence joke for two years. So <laughs> that's what it takes. That's what it takes. So. All right. So that pretty much wraps us up right there. So let's review the steps of things you can do to help you learn how to kill your darlings. Number one, you don't have to kill it. You could just bury it, put it away, put it in the file cabinet for later use. Number two, if it doesn't, uh, you could kill it for you, but then sell it to somebody else who might be give just it as away. good. Yeah, give it or away. Or just give it away. Or give it away. That's just as good. For free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number three, feedback. Get that feedback. Get out there. Get it up on its feet. Let people, and be open to those those comments and those things those tr you know uh, we've talked earlier about good feedback so i would go back and listen to that episode if you haven't uh listened to it already but yeah go through and 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 you know get get it up there in front of trusted people uh even if it's not known people you know and, and lastly take it behind the barn and shoot it If you would like to learn more about turning your purpose into a career, go to themessageofyou.com where I'll give you free access to my online course. Click the button in the top banner when you get there. If you'd like to learn more about what I'm doing, then go to judycarter.com. Thanks for listening, and let's find your message and launch your career.